Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Hello friends, hello strangers, hello haters. Welcome to the season finale of A Lucky Life. This has been such an incredible experience for me the last, how how many months has it been? Let's see, it's been since... Was it March that I started this in? Probably March. So March, April, May, June, July, August. The last six months I've been doing this. 21. This is the 21st episode. And I've learned a lot in doing this. And I'm ready to take it to the next level. I have so much to tell you guys this episode. I want to start by prefacing that I'm going to try to not touch this entire episode. I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to leave the likes, I'm going to leave the ums, I'm going to leave the pauses and the stutters and the things that I might normally want to cut out that might be controversial or that I maybe sounded weird saying, I'm going to leave all of that in. And I'm hoping to keep that trend going into the next season, at least for some of the solo episodes that I do, because I just want to be real. I, I've wanted to be more and more authentic throughout this whole process. And I woke up this week to this feeling, um, especially after the New York Post article, which I will definitely be talking about after I pull a tarot card, which if this is the first time you're joining us, I do this every episode. Even if you don't believe in tarot, like they're just they serve as a little message for me and they make me more comfortable and they bring me like closer to my inner truth because any card can be applied to any point of any person's life at any time for the most part if you really think and really allow it to so they're really just like a great way to reflect and get to know who you are deep down to your core so Anyways, yeah, I'm really excited for season two, and before I start blubbering away, <laughs> I don't even know if blubbering is the right word, but again, we're going to leave it in there because I'm not touching it, so let's see. Let's pull a card. Whatever. Oh. The Mother of Wands, okay? Let's see. I'm not even going to... got to pull it up quick because I'm not taking this out. All right, here we go. Nice. Attractive, domestic, and vibrant. The mother of wands is a vibrant woman and a happy mother. Family comes first in her world. She's very protective of it and is the dominant parent within the home. Though proud and determined, she has enough grace and beauty that you'd hardly no notice her forceful nature. Oftentimes, she has overcome great pain or trauma in her life. It's important not to get on her bad side. Protective, clear vision and focus, consistency of attention, reminder to protect what you hold dear. Energy into daily work creates nurturing environment. Okay. Um, that's a lovely card. And kind of like what I was just saying, there's good cards in the deck and there's bad cards in the deck. And I use bad in quotes because even the bad cards like can have important messages that lead to really good things happening in your life. Whenever I read other people's tarot cards, I always say, don't take it, 
too seriously that you are expecting bad things to happen, but also take it seriously enough that you look inward and think about what could lead to some of these negative or positive cards and accentuate the positive traits that lead to positive things and reflect on the negative traits so that you can change your future and your outcomes. Anyways, um, listening to that card, I think it really resonates with me right now, especially because I'm trying to be more assertive and determined with what I want to accomplish with this podcast and just in my life in general. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about the New York Post article that came out this past last weekend. Um, so if you haven't seen it, just Google my name or Google beer girl and it's going to pop right up. I'm sure I did an interview on last, last Thursday with a, a reporter from the post who reached out ahead of the U S open wanting to do a little interview with me. And I thought, Oh my gosh, what a fun idea. Not only did I think this will be a great way to get people excited about the U S open, but it also is just sounds like so much fun for me to like open up about who I am and what I'm, who I am, what I'm going through. And I don't know, just connect with people in a different, on a different platform. So I really, I don't have a publicist. I don't have a PR agent. I really just went in. It was a zoom interview, um, had a conversation with her. I thought it went really well. It was cute. She asked like, somewhat normal questions and then I went into the city and I did the little photo shoot for it which I thought was going to be so fun and it was it was adorable that especially the photo shoot so then I kind of just moved on with my day and she followed up with a few more questions over text later on because she was trying to get more on a certain angle that I'll mention in a minute and so then the article came out on Saturday and the reporter texted it to me. And at first glance, I opened it and I was like, oh, this looks super cute. And I was excited. And then I like read the article and I really read the article. And I only read it once through. I, since then, I have uh, read it again. But I read it once through and I was actually disappointed um, with the narrative that was painted of me. And I wish I could say that I wasn't surprised because I sh like given how a lot of the media and just people have portrayed me in general about beer girl. Um, I shouldn't maybe have been surprised or I should have been surprised. No, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was, I, I w went into it kind of naive which is very Megan-like of me to do sometimes. And I'm trying to get better at that and, and trying to get better at not being too honest and vulnerable in places and situations that don't deserve it. Um, and I don't, I've never, I don't, like I said, I don't have a PR person, like I'm a regular person. So I didn't know just how bad the press can be with manipulation and trying to get the narrative that they want. Basically, the narrative was that I'm 
an unemployed loser, basically living with her parents and aiming to cash in on internet fame. It was, and I'm just going to be blunt, it was a very sexist article and misogynistic. Again, shouldn't have been all that surprised. I don't entirely blame the um, reporter, Angela, because she was just doing her job. Um, but I'm going to do my job and speak my truth about this and say what really happened. Like a lot of the pieces in that conversation that she used were taken out of context or manipulated to fit her narrative. And that's what the press does. So uh, at the end of the day, like I wasn't even that upset about it. Um, I'm, I'm moving on and I'm trying to like not let it bother me. That being said, it has woken something up inside of me. Um, I'm really sick and tired of letting other people write my story, write my narrative for me, and not being like the author behind that. And that's kind of why I started this whole podcast. I'm ready to be my own, like, author. I'm ready to write my own fucking story. I'm ready. I'm ready to take my power back and my identity back. And I feel that through this beer girl situation, it's allowed me to see how much I have been bending myself for other people's comfort. And I'm done doing that. And I really want to be me and have that be enough. And if it's not like, like there are multiple times in the article that she says, like I'm trying to monetize and I'm going after like beverage brands. I'm trying to be an influencer. Like that is such a small part of what I'm doing in my life right now. And of course that's the only thing she chose to write on because that's what her editor wanted. And she told me that cause I reacted to this article to her. I was like, Hey, that was like kind of a rough opener. Um, and she was like, oh yeah, my editor wanted an angle on you that hadn't been covered yet. And I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, even though like that's kind of shitty and it's obviously not accurate to me. So it is what it is. There's no going back. I can only control what is in my control. So there's no going back on that interview and I'm going to use it as an opportunity to, grow and to learn from it and to share my experience with you guys um, so that, you know, my, I can live my truth and continue to like share that with you guys and encourage you to live your truth and not let what other people's opinions about you change you. Because again, no one, Everyone will judge you no matter what. People are going to judge you for the things you do, the things you don't do. One of the things that really annoyed me about the article and why I say it's sexist is like people will judge me for trying to monetize on my platform and think like I'm so cheesy and just basically like read the article and you know what I'm talking about. Or they'll judge me for not trying to monetize on my platform and think I'm a fool not to. And no one would say that about a man. Like a man taking advantage of an opportunity isn't as like villainized as it would be for me. Just go and read any of the comments. The comments are brutal as predicted. 
um, again, these people don't know me and I have to know that and not let it bug me. And it really like, it really doesn't, but it does invigorate me about the bigger problem and the bigger story behind it. Like I, I have, I told this woman so much of the things that I'm doing while I'm living at home, unemployed, I'm just not working in corporate. That doesn't mean I'm not, I'm sitting on my ass trying to like make money off of beer sponsorships. Like I did one deal with an alcoholic beverage company and that was recently. And you asked me point blank, I'm not going after any beverage sponsors. Like I'm, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm getting certified as a life coach. I'm doing all of these amazing things for myself. I'm working on all these projects. I have a podcast. You did say that. I will give that to you. But you didn't say what it was about. And again, you kind of like allowed it to fit your narrative that I'm like trying to use fame to cash in. But where that article is really wrong is I am not even close to desperate enough for money and fame to let these narratives of me define who I am and determine what I do and what my actions are. So it's really got me thinking about beer girl in a new light. And I love beer girl. She's been super fun. This persona has been, it's, it's, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot. Um, However, in light of this article and other things going on behind the scenes that I'm not ready to talk about yet, but stay tuned for the next season because I'm going to drop some effing bombs, some fuck bombs, <laughs> some fucking bombs. I am. I'm going to drop some truth bombs. I'm going to be real as hell. And I'm just, I'm just ready to see what this next chapter has in store. I'm ready to live in my villain era and encourage more people to speak their truths. Okay. I'm going to have guests on, like I said, and getting back to my point. Sometimes I do this where I lose my train of thought by going off on a tangent and being solo on these podcasts. It's very easy to do, but I'm not going to edit back. So I'm going to try and get my train of thought back. I'm anyways, she said that I was like unemployed living at home. And it's funny because when she started the interview with me, like she asked me like, you know, how are you doing? What, like, where are you? And I told her, and of course I was honest and she was like, Oh, I would never judge anyone for living at home. <laughs> And like, then she opened up the article with that. And also just even saying that means she knows other people would judge me for that. And then she used it for her article, which like, again, she's doing her job. She's getting her clicks, whatever. Um, and she did that a lot more throughout the interview, like little things that I said, like I even made a comment, like a silly comment about how annoying it is that people comment about how I drink, I like chug my boyfriend's beer after finishing mine on one of the Jumbotron um, moments and how people are annoying about that. Like I bought my own beer and of course she only said like, and she took her boyfriend's beer in one of like her lines and like she knew it was clickbait because I basically told her that. So I was giving her ammo and she took advantage of that. Um, 
whatever. Again, nothing I can do about it now. And just like manipulated a lot of the things I said. One of the things I said, she asked me, oh, how's your boyfriend? Are you guys still together? I said, yes, he's good. She's like, how has he been with this whole situation? And I was honest with her. I was like, this has been hard for both of us, but he is like a super supportive boyfriend and like I'm lucky and we're happy. And she took that and wrote in the article that my boyfriend is super supportive of my public shenanigans, which is just like, come on, <laughs> not true. First of all, second of all, like the even like the wording is sexist, like public shenanigans, like the whole narrative is really misogynistic. The whole the whole everybody thinks I'm part of this army and this mascot for being like a hot beer girl who is fitting these oops, <laughs> fitting these beauty standards and like chasing fame and just like painting this picture that is just not true to me. So I really feel like she either fixated on a lot of the insignificant details of our conversation and took a lot of what I was saying out of context and it felt unfair. Um, it felt disappointing. And I just, I just want to speak about it speak about it um because I feel like I started this podcast like I said so that I could have the opportunity to tell my truth and be who I really am instead of who everybody else wants me to be even though I've lived my life as a people pleaser and so it's really hard for me to know when I'm when my authenticity is being blurred with making people feel comfortable and thank you Angela and the New York Post for opening my eyes a little bit more to how I need to set up better boundaries for myself and to kind of let me take back my power and say you know what fuck this I'm over this I'm done with this kind of shit and for me to change and take control of my life and where that's happening and where I can stomp it out. Um, I also read some of the comments, which I normally don't do, but again, oops, again, educational purposes. I'm doing this so that I can learn and grow and just see again, how easy it is for people to judge an article like that and for people to judge me and this sliver of me. So the next time you are judging someone based off of something small, or something on the internet, like just keep in mind that it's all an illusion and it is whatever it's saying to you, whatever you're judging says a lot more about you and your life and your perceptions than it does about the person you're judging. So, um, and that's something I have talked about in this podcast and I definitely will talk about more at length because that's something I'm very passionate about. Um, but yeah, overall there were some fun parts of the article and like some funny things that like I was happy to see and like share with the world. Um, but yeah, like my biggest takeaway was, was using it as an opportunity to grow and learn from. So I've said that enough times. Um, I'm going to stop 
talking about this damn article. Um, but on the U S open front, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'm going to go back to the U S open this year. I am sick and tired of this narrative. And I know if I, if I go back knowing that this is the kind of narrative that's going to continue, then why am I feeding that? Is this really who I am? I really have to ask myself that. And again, like I'm the same person. I'm the same fun girl who would chug a, a beer on the Jumbotron. But this world, this world can be cruel. And I'm not saying that I can't handle it. I, I can, but I'm taking control back. And we'll see if I go back this year. If the people and the organizations that should be supporting me aren't supporting me, and I won't get into it too much, then why am I going? Like, I am sorry to the fans that have been nothing but loving, supportive, and fun if my decision is not to go this year, and I haven't decided yet. But I don't know. We'll have to see because... I, I've, again, like I said, I've, I've been grateful. I've loved it. However, maybe it's time to retire beer girl. And I, I know, I know that's so hard for me to say, and I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I guess you'll just have to stay tuned for season two to find out. Um, like I said, there's going to be a lot more fun in season two, a lot more truth in season two. Um, I don't want to be who everyone else wants me to be anymore. I want to be who I want to be and who I am authentically. So I am going to leave it at that. And I hope that you guys stay up to date on the Instagram. I'm going to be sharing a clip from this on collaborating with my OG Insta and the new podcast Insta and I'm going to be sharing promos, clips and teasers for next season, as well as obviously post about this episode. So stay tuned. I love you guys, especially everyone who's been, like I said, nothing but love and support. So yeah, keep being the best versions of yourself and I'm going to work on being the best version of myself that the best version that I know how to be um, and hopefully help you get there too. So Bye. Love you. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.